every single day, I just tell myself, do one thing that you're uncomfortable with. For instance, I decided to try out the Twitter PR thing and had hired like a PR person. It's like 60 bucks for like a month of them sending out DM tweets about my book to strangers. And yes, it feels super invasive to like, be like, Hey, guess what? Here's my book. Try it out. Ha ha ha. But like, I'm not the one doing it. And I think that's what makes it work a little bit better. If you're a busy mom, but you have writing goals and dreams that you're working on, this podcast is here to help you achieve them. My name is Jackie and I'm a mother and an author of a self-published young adult novel and a firm believer in the power of moms to create. This podcast is about finding inspiration and insight. It's about learning new ways to fuel your writing and to share your writing with the world. And sometimes, actually all the time, it's about taking a moment to just laugh at and appreciate everyday chaos that is being a writing mother. Hello and welcome to another episode of These Moms Write. This is your host, Jackie. If you haven't already, check out our Facebook group, These Moms Write. This is your insider space where you can talk with other listeners and show guests. All right, so today I'm going to be sharing a conversation I had with Stevie Marie McCoy. Stevie is a young adult paranormal fantasy author, and she has written and self-published four books, three in the Divine series, and one standalone, Heart of Darkness. Stevie has a wealth of self-publishing knowledge And today I'm so excited for you to hear her strategies and tips on building your author platform so that all of those wonderful books that you create actually get read. I know for myself, this was such a big stumbling block. So I'm really excited for you to learn from her. Without further ado, please welcome Stevie Marie McCoy. Hi, Stevie. Thanks again for joining me today. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm happy to help. I'm I'm just a normal human and... (laughs) I got, I got lots of failures and successes. (laughs) Well, tell me, tell me about them. And that's what this is about. Do you hope Blood Crescent series or the Divine series? I call it the Divine series because um, it's, it's based on, um, you know, energy vampires and witches, but the witches in the story are called diviners. It took me a long time to actually finish this series. And um, it started with a strange dream I had of two piece, two people kissing in a foggy haze of different colors uh, um, all on either side of them and like three different colored moons converging above them. It basically, the colors in my dream, I kind of related to like both good and bad energy in my life and basically morphed it into an understanding of energy vampires in 2007. And I did like 20,000 words of it in NaNoWriMo. And then I abandoned it. (laughs) Basically, it took me like another seven years of many abandoned, unfinished projects, lots of words and nothing finished. And so I belittled myself a lot. I'm like, writing's my life, writing's my passion. I want to quit my job. I want to, you know, be a full-time writer. And yet I have nothing to show for it. (laughs) Nothing. And so I just, I felt really down on myself and, um, lots of semi completed rough drafts throughout the years. Um, but it wasn't 2015, um, till 2015 that I basically like told myself, I'm going to finish one of these projects. I'm going to pick one. I'm going to go back to it and I'm not going to work on 
any other projects, you know, like as a writer, you have like just static brain. You're just like going everywhere, which way. And you're like, oh, new project. Ooh, shiny. I need to start on that. But I basically told myself, no, <laughs> you are going to finish this. Even if it's shitty, you're going to finish this draft. And even if you don't like do anything with it from there, you're going to finish a draft. <laughs> and so I did that year, finished a draft on my birthday in September. So it took me most of the year to finish the draft, but I finished it. I got it out and I was so excited about finishing my first draft. I literally made a road trip to Oregon and went to Powell's bookstore and they have this print machine there. They literally can print books for you. You just upload your file into the machine there and they will print an actual print book of your, of your story. And yes, it's not like published, but like I had a physical copy of what I accomplished. And I just, it was from that moment. I was like, I can do this. Even though that draft uh, haunts me, it was a horrible first draft, but like, <laughs> but it was finished and yeah. I was excited about it. And I turned it into a book. <laughs> That's amazing. But yeah, it took me another three years after that to actually finish the edits. And then I wrote book two the same year that I finished the edits. And I literally wrote book two, finished the edits all in like two months. I finished writing the book. Another four months after that, I was able to finish the edits on book two and you can see like you went from going for seven to 10 years of just completing one book to like you, it clicks in your head and you're like, I can do this. And you just focus. And then all of a sudden my next book only took two months to write and then four months to edit. So only seven months to complete it. And then book three, I've made the first draft in a month. So like it just compounds, like you get wow. better at it once you finish just one project. Wow. <laughs> And then I popped out a kid. <laughs> so then you've had so much experience uh, with the self-publishing. So like, what have you learned? Yeah, along yeah. The I way? Also, one of those books I'm actually specifically saving for self-publishing, which is what I have in um, beta reading right now. So I'm currently um, sending it out to um, phases of beta readers is like, I basically get like five to 10 people for the first phase and then, you know, get that feedback and then go through edit and then get another five to 10 people to read the next version and, um, and edit again. So like, but like, I think that's one thing that I did not do with my divine series that I wish I did as a self-publisher. Um, like people don't understand, like, like I didn't understand that this is like a crucial part of the process that I just didn't value as much in the beginning. Cause I was like, Oh, how am I supposed to get people to do that? And like, how am I supposed to put myself out there and just ask these random strangers to read my book? And, you know, some other people are concerned like, Oh my gosh, what if these strangers decide to like take my file and publish it themselves? And like, you know, like all these different concerns that we have because these are our babies like paper babies, you know, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. Like, I think I just, I tried to get out of my comfort zone and like every single day, I just tell myself, do one thing that you're uncomfortable with. 
Yeah, I love that so much. Do like one thing that makes me awkward. Like for instance, I decided to try out the um, Twitter PR thing and had hired like a PR person. It's like 60 bucks for like a month of them, you know, sending out DM tweets about my book to strangers. And yes, it feels super invasive to like, be like, Hey, guess what? Here's my book. Try it out. Ha ha ha. But like, I'm not the one doing it. And I think that's what makes it work a little bit better. Like, even though, yes, it's my Twitter handle. That's like sending out all these DMS at the end of that little DM has someone else's Twitter handle saying PR marketing specialist or whatever. And it's not me saying it. And if they don't like it, they don't have to respond. And if, and they're like people I didn't know anyway, and probably would have never contacted anyway. So if they don't like it, then, I mean, what have I lost? Yeah. (laughs) But on the, on the off chance that they're like, oh, look at that. And they're interested. What have I gained? Right. I've actually gained something. I gained you. Like, I, my PR person messaged you and you messaged back saying, Hey, you actually, I saw you in the mom Twitter verse and I've been meaning to contact you and you contacted me. And then we started talking and here I am. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Yeah. I thought that was you. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't me. It was the PR person. And the thing is, is that it's a beautiful thing. And now I know you because of it. And I wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. I love what you're saying, Stevie, like about offloading some of the work about taking risks every day. Yeah. I mean, just one awkward thing a day, I guess is what is the best way to look at it. Like I find this particularly awkward. I have literal like anxiety. I get like chest, like contractions and stuff like that over most things that are important to me. And even being on this call, I literally have stress sweat right now, just talking to you. Um, but like, (laughs) you can never guess it. You don't smell this, but like, (laughs) I think it's, I think you just have to, you have to tell yourself like I am and I will, you have to keep on smacking down the self-doubt. Yeah. Um, what about what other strategies do you use to get your book read and to build your platform as a self-published author? What would you recommend for others? I think the important thing is like find find mm-hmm. other authors and be supportive of other authors. But because mm-hmm. I think that's how I went from like having absolutely like no influence and having like just my books be stagnant to like seeing the upticks that I'm seeing now because I'm being more active within my community of supporters and um, being more supportive of like other authors. Find other authors that are in the same kind of realm as you and be supportive of them. Mm. Like read it, review it, share it, and like and be a part of that community. I think there's a few sites that are really good for sharing um, newsletters with other authors and like, you know, say that you're going to swap newsletter mentions with them. And Mm. I read their book 
and then review it in my newsletter. Oh, nice. And I go the extra step of being like, I find someone on Twitter who is like, hey, recommend me a book in this blah, blah, blah genre. And then I go to that person and I'm like, hey, I just read this book uh, by this really cool author. Here's a link to their free thing on book funnel or whatever. Right. And then more often times than not, they might check out that book. So I'm helping out that author, yeah. but then they might check out my profile and see, Hey, guess what? This chick has a book too. And look, I can read the first one for free. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds counterintuitive, like helping mm-hmm. those other people to get yeah. their stuff out, but it's actually like, it comes back to you. Like the totally. karma comes back. Mm-hmm. If more authors yeah. did that extra step, yeah. like all of us would be pulling each other up. Yeah, that makes so much sense. So maybe that's a good way for people to think about it. So it's not so overwhelming, but to focus specifically on authors in your genre and to like support them as a maybe a first step. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, when Mm -hmm. you have more time, sure, go outside your genre. But like, isn't that what we're all supposed to be reading anyway? Yeah. What's your top three tips to maybe, you know, looking at yourself, like five years ago, like talking to Stevie five years ago, what would you? Stevie (laughs) 2.0. Yeah. What would you tell her? Three things. Newsletters are important. Better readers are important. Um, And don't skip those steps. (laughs) Like I had such, like my newsletter was such a failure. It really was. And um, I think um, a, a good book that um, helped me a little bit um, was the newsletter ninja. Mm. It has a really lot of good tips on how to get your newsletter set up and and you know that kind of thing. But actually implementing the newsletter was um, and having people to join your newsletter um, that is really about author interaction, like being supportive of other authors and doing author swaps and reading other authors works and reviewing them and being a part of that community. Like you, we expect these people to, um, come into our lives and, and you're going to review my book. Right. And the reviews are an author's lifeblood without reviews. People won't take a chance on your work if they don't know you. Mm -hmm. And um, and some people even have like these absurd like bars that must be met before they even like consider reading you, whether or not that's Mm -hmm. like, hey, this this person has less than 200 reviews. I'm not going to read them. Or this person has under a four star rating. I'm not going to read them. Mm -hmm. Like whatever the case may be like there's a bunch of factors that sometimes go into whether or not a person's even going to take a chance on reading you even though if they read you they discover like you're their new favorite author right so you have to get over these hurdles Mm -hmm. before they even know that about you and why are newsletters so important the the newsletter is so important because you can't rely on all of these other platforms for your audience um, because that means they're in control of your audience and they don't actually get to know you. You're just a pixelated face that's 
out there in a sea of other pixelated faces and they don't know you and you don't develop a relationship with them. And if you don't develop a relationship with them and you don't keep that relationship going, they aren't going to be like, oh my gosh, that person's, that person's book is coming out. I need to read that. Yeah. Because like, think about it in, um, in this way, like I'm, you know, such and such author out there and I love this author's work and I want to read their next book. Like I just finished reading it. I love their book, but I have so many other books that like, literally, if you're a book lover, you have a TBR list that is like, like there, your whole entire shelf is probably full of books you haven't read yet. <laughs> and why are they going to read your next book? Even though they've read your first book, mm. they loved it. They'll yeah. probably love your second book, but why are they going to read your next book when they got all these other TBRs waiting to be read and right in their face, reminding them to read them all the time? How are you supposed to remind this person to read your next book? You can't. You have no way of contacting this person to be like, hey, guess what? You loved this book. The next one's out. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Like, and you won't be able to do that because you don't have a way of contacting them. It's a one-way street. And Mm -hmm. most of that street is controlled by a corporation that doesn't care whether or not this person knows you or not. Yeah, the algorithms. You need to be that person who's able to remind that person that mm-hmm. loved that book the next one's out because like I have lots of books that I've read and I'm like oh my gosh this is such a good series and they haven't finished written, writing the series yet I I'm not going to remember that author's name yeah I loved that book if I saw that author's email pop up into my email then I'm going to look at it and I'm be like oh my gosh I remember that book it was really good I'm excited that the next book is out I'm going to read it right but I'm not going to do that because I don't, I'm not signed up with your newsletter. I'm not going to know the next book's out. Right. Yeah. But people have to know that you have to put that at the back of your book. Someone's going to be like, Oh my gosh, I really love this story. It's not finished yet. I need to know more. When's the next book going to come out. And then I will go and I'll be like, Oh my gosh, when's the next book coming out? I'll search for the book. Oh, it's not out yet. Oh my gosh. I'm going to go to that author's website it's easy. There's literally a link in the back of the book. I'm going to click on the back of the book. Um, I'm reading on my Kindle or whatever. Click on it. It pulls up the author's website. I sign up for their newsletter. I want to know when the next book's coming out. And then when the next book comes out, I'm going to get a notification and then I can read that book. But that's not going to happen because I will completely forget about that author, that book, if I don't sign up for their newsletter. If there's no newsletter that's easy for me to sign up with, I just read a lost book. You lost that reader. Mm -hmm. And then you had a reader who would have been a fan, who would have read your next stuff, who would have read anything by you because they liked your style. You have to promote you as an author, not just one book. Yeah. Because you and your style, that's what you need to promote. Your website shouldn't be just on a book like your website shouldn't be your book's name.com or anything it should be your name yeah. your author platform your presence 
not just one book or series. Yeah. And I love your website, by the way, like the cover of the art oh, thank you. for the divine series. It's just like, has a really strong feel. Oh, thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely, um, I love the, the cover and the series for it, but I definitely made a mistake when I first sent it out because that's actually not the original cover of what I used when I originally came out with the divine series. Oh, I, see. I had a separate book cover for it that kind of just blended in. It wasn't like a bad cover. It just, mm -hmm. it wasn't a cover that matched my genre. So you need to read other people's genres. You need mm. to look at what those other books look like and what's the common theme you have to do the research on your on your market because what's the yeah. common theme what's going to grab their eye what's going to make them choose your book over other people's books That's and so, yeah. so i had to completely revamp the look of my books mm. and that cost extra money that i will never get back <laughs> Yes. It's yeah. Wow. That's such a, that's such a great, um, you have so much knowledge about this TV. I've, I've just blown away by how much you've shared. Oh so, yeah. Well, there's way too much like that literally like the more that you get into it and the more that you, you do your thing, you'll find things mm -hmm. that worked for you, things that you failed at. And I have lots of things that I failed at, which I learned from. And, and now I have such a better understanding of it. Like mm -hmm. this series, I love the series, but I learned so much about like the process that mm -hmm. I know that when my next book comes out, it'll actually be a lot more successful than this one. Because like, I just, I did the startup process, the launch process wrong on right. the first series. And so now I'm doing yeah. a bunch of backpedaling on it. Right. Yeah. But yeah. with the next series, you do the process right. And then you won't have to backpedal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. The launch, it's a whole strategy, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think the biggest mistake that I made was not sharing with other authors. I think that I, the money on the subscription to book funnel, well worth it. Like that was one of the things that I did that I, I don't regret that. Like, I'm so happy that I tried it and did it because it connected me with other authors mm. and we've, you know, shared together. And that has helped me find their readers and them my readers go to them, their readers come to me and like, and like novels because mm. we're not going to be able to put out like, I'm not like a factory. I'm not going to be able to put out like a novel, like all the time. Right. right. I have to be able to, you know, spend the time to process and make the next thing. Well, during that time I could be supporting other authors and also mm. keep my readers knowing me. Right. So like I get to review other people, other authors' books. I can be like, hey, check out this other author while you wait for my next thing to come out. And so it's kind of like a, a round robin. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you're, so you're still nurturing that relationship with your readers and also with other authors, which is a, like, it's almost like a win-win-win. Exactly. Win. But like I wasn't doing that before. Yeah. I literally just did nothing and just like, I 
learned that it really needs to be a cooperative experience for every author, for every writer, for every reader that comes in is like, I answer every single email. Like when people respond to um, my newsletter, I will answer back because like, even if it's just like one sentence or whatever, I, I want people to tell me like, Hey, like, Mm. I think this would make this better. Or this Mm. is something that, um, I think, um, like, why aren't you doing this or does this work for you? And I'm like, yes, please have a conversation with me. Cause I would love to change something if something bugged you in a newsletter or, um, I just recently implemented like a little survey on my, um, on my newsletter that people can click and they can actually change, um, the tags that I have through MailChimp. So that means that like, they will only receive an email when I have a new release, or they will only receive an email if, um, if they do want, um, to see if they don't want to see the promotions or whatever, if they don't want the free books or whatever, um, I can change the settings on my newsletter where like, they won't Mm get the once a month newsletter that has promotions in it. They could get one without promotions. Like, like the newsletter is for the readers, for the people. And so if they don't like something, then I will change it for them. Like they don't have to have that. That's fine. That's the biggest takeaway for me is like newsletters are really important because I don't get to communicate or interact with my readers before I started the newsletter and did that, like and started communicating with people because I've actually got people who respond back to my newsletter and they talk to me about like, they just watched like sexy beasts on Netflix or whatever. And, and they're like, Hey, if you're bored one day, check out the show. And I checked it out and it was the dumbest show I've ever seen. (laughs) And I fast forwarded through a lot of it. I just wanted the reveals, like take off the makeup, show me what they look like. And then I moved on, but like, (laughs) but like, uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be like about your book, like, but that relationship building and friends on there that's that's how you get them to know you and that's how you know them and they provide you with a lot of information that helps you with your books because if they do read your book and they do like it or they don't like something about it mm-hmm. they feel comfortable enough to be able to tell you yeah. so that you can make changes or um use they spot an error and you can update it as a self publisher you can change and update anything at any time but <laughs> which is a, a bonus of being self publishing yeah. but um but also like i've read some self published works where like they did not hire a proofreader and i'm like it's just so sad because yeah i was reading it and i almost couldn't finish the book because of the proofreading errors yeah and that's important to know because like the story itself was so good that I forced myself to finish it and I was like please please hire a proofreader (laughs) your readers are suffering they want your stories um (laughs) but um but you don't want your, your readers to suffer like that. So definitely hire a proofreader, someone else's eyes to look at it. Can't afford a proofreader. Make sure whoever you have as a beta reader is Mm -hmm. really good at catching errors, Mm -hmm. have multiple beta readers, have 
50 beta readers if you need to, because I think people think, oh, well, I don't want to like give away my book to like 50 people and stuff like that, but give away your book, give it away because that's 50 people that you can ask, oh my gosh, what did you like about it? What did you, Mm -hmm. what was, what could have made the experience better for you? And then you get that feedback and then later you can actually use that feedback to be like, hey, you said these really great things about my book and you could add a link and be like, hey, would you mind sharing that Mm. feedback on Amazon or Goodreads? That's so smart, Stevie. And then you have 50 reviews that you wouldn't have had before and it all happened before your Mm. book ever came out. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that is very smart. Okay, well, I think you've shared so many amazing tips and strategies and resources. So I thank you so, so much. Yeah, no, it was um, a pleasure to be on here with you. I'm excited because I have a new friend now on Twitter. (laughs) Totally. And just a reminder, so your address for your website. Yeah, it's S-T-E-V's and Victor, I-E, Marie, M-A-R-I-E.com. So just steviemarie.com. Perfect. Okay. If anybody does, um, you know, sign up for the newsletter, which I don't want anybody on my newsletter who doesn't want to be there. That's the one thing that you need to know is like, don't beg people to be on your newsletter. You want people who are going to be there who want to be there. And if they don't want to be there, that's okay. Like, don't be there then. (laughs) But like anybody who does decide to like sign up with my newsletter, um, they do get a link to um, my first book for free. So like anybody who signs up does get to start and read the read the first book in the series. And I, I do that specifically because I prefer to like have people read my book versus not read the book. (laughs) So like, I'm happy to give it away for free because like, I, I created this world and Mm -hmm. I want to share it with people. (laughs) Thank you so much again. Uh, You're, you just, your generosity is just like off the charts. I just love it. Thank you so much for having me. And this was real fun. And I love speaking to adults about um, the craft and um, whenever I can speak to people who are not tiny humans. So this is great. I love it. (laughs) There you go. Win, win, win. Yeah. Win, win, win. That's the theme. I'll talk to you later. So once again, I found my talk with Stevie so informative and helpful. And I hope you did too. Here are the takeaways. Number one. Read an indie author and review them. Shout them out on Twitter. Number two, start a newsletter. This is the best way for you to have direct connection and relationship with your readers. Number three, do newsletter swaps with other authors. It's a great way to build up your community. Number four, do not beg people to be on your newsletter. You don't want them there if they don't want to be there. Number five, check out Newsletter Ninja for more tips about building your newsletter. Number six, share your work with beta readers throughout the writing process. It may mean stepping out of your comfort zone, but the reviews that you will get later are well worth it. And number seven, check out BookFunnel. It's a great way to share your book with other authors and build the community that way as well. Well, I hope that you found some of these takeaways useful. And if you do put something into action, post about it on Instagram and tag me and I will repost that. In the meantime, if finding time to write is a struggle for you, check out my freebie tip guide on finding more time to write. Also, I'd love to hear what you think about the show and what you want to hear more of. This show is really for you moms, so let me know. There's a link to my feedback form and everything 
else I've mentioned here in the show notes. Please follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on Spotify so that you don't miss out on any of the future shows. Thank you so much for listening. I know you're super busy, so it means the world to me. Until next time, happy writing.